0: Come on, let's lift up the name of Jesus Christ. There is none other in heaven or on earth. Welcome to another episode of Hope in Christ with Denise, here on Kingdom Influencers Broadcast, where we place our hope in the only hope there is, Christ our Lord. Welcome, 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 welcome back to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influencers Broadcast. I am your host, once again, Pastor Denise, and I am here um, today, and we will have a devotional moment. We will have a devotional moment Um, We are, a lot of times on the show, we are interviewing authors, we're interviewing ministers and many people of the faith that are doing great things for God. And there are different times in the show that we will share a devotional. And so we're going to have a devotional moment um, where we look at um, one of my favorite psalms and we're going to start doing on those devotional moment weeks. We'll start coming from some of the favorite psalms and um, dealing with the biblical literacy with the different psalms that are in Scripture. So let's open up with a word of prayer, and we'll begin today's show. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you for this time. We ask, O God, that you would give us what we need that you would speak to us, speak through me, oh God, so that somebody will hear your word and they'll be drawn to you through your word. Father, we thank you for speaking your life, speaking your truth through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, welcome back to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influencers Broadcast. As I said earlier, we're going to be looking at some of the, my favorite Psalms from Scripture. And we know that part of Hope in Christ Ministries is biblical literacy. And so, what I do and what I've started doing is I've really started highlighting um, the biblical literacy ministry part of it. So, before we start, So what are the aspects of Hope in Christ Ministries? Well, there are different aspects of Hope in Christ. One is our Christian Book Club, which is found on Facebook. And um, where we have Christian authors, we have um, those that are publishers, we have readers, and we just have a good time together. And there are times where we interview several of the authors that are writing for Christ because our model in the Christian book club of hope and Christ ministries is taking the message of the cross to the world through Christian literature. And then the other aspect is of course myself where I go out and I speak and I speak on hope healing and the other aspect is literacy building. So the hope and healing part is my true identity ministry where I begin to speak to women and girls about their identity and they don't have to um, take on the pain or continue to walk in the pain that they have experienced in their lives, but take on the true identity of Christ. So that's that part of hope in Christ. And then there's this part here where we do devotionals, we talk through the word, we walk through the word, because um, God has commissioned me um, as a pastor of Hope in Christ Ministries to begin to do and and teach biblical literacy and walk people through it. So my background is English language arts, for those that are not aware of it. And so I've taught um, some form of language arts or reading or writing for at least 17 years of my 18 years in the, as an educator. And so at some point in, in that career, in my career, God began to give me a vision of biblical literacy, of taking the same skills that we teach the children in language arts class and taking those skills and flipping them and using the same skills in the Bible, when you're reading the Bible, and so what we do, what God showed me is we take and we throw the baby out with the bathwater, and instead of taking the same skills to the Word, we choose to we choose to struggle through it, and so that's one of the things that we do here at Hope in Christ Ministries. We walk. Um, Through, um, we will begin a uh, women's uh, fellowship on Monday nights. Um, We'll be on our um, Hope in Christ Ministries line, and we will have a women's fellowship of biblical Bible journaling, biblical literacy, where we journal through the word and and walk through that healing and that hope um, because the hope is found in Christ. And so that's what we'll begin doing on Monday nights from 7 to 9 p.m. on our um, Hope in Christ Ministries line. Line um, via um, free conference call, and so look out for that. You can see the flyer for that on Facebook. And I'm just looking forward to the Word of God. So today again, we're gonna be um, walking through one of my favorite psalms, and um, just a little background. One of the things we need to make sure we do when we're studying the word, is always go back, go back, go back, and look at the background of things. And so the word psalm um, in Hebrew is Tehillim, and it means praise. And so we want to make sure we understand that. And the English title is derived from Greek translation, um, songs of praise. And so we know it's kind of like when we're singing in church, we we know that's where this comes from. And so we're going to talk about Psalm number one. Many of us are familiar with it. But we're going to walk through it using something from English class, right? And um just a plug here, just a a, a shameless plug here. Um, my new journal that um God laid upon my heart to write is called Is This English Class or Bible Study? Um, strategies for building literacy and studying God's Word. And that, um, you can pick one of those up from Amazon um, or Barnes & Noble or Books a Million. You can order one of them, and it has great strategies from English class that we can use with the Word. So today, um, in honor of the new release of this in April, we're going to use some of the strategies from English class 2-6, Psalm number 1. So let's go ahead and get started. So we're going to read it in its entirety, and it says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Amen. So that's the reading of Psalm 1, verses 1 through 6. And it's the New King James Version of the Bible. So let's look at Psalm 1. So it begins with the word "bless." And the word blessed, simply means um, a sense of happiness, joy, and satisfaction. And only, and let's, let's make sure that we put this plug here. True blessings, true blessings come from God above. Amen? True blessings. When you're, we're not talking about curses, we're not talking about, you know, what people perceive as blessings, but God, even when people bless you, um, God, touches their heart to bless you. And so true blessings come from God, and that's that's one of the things I believe. So so it starts with, blessed is the man. Now, we know, according to Scripture, because it also says that um, in Genesis, it says, um, in the beginning, God uh, created um, man in his own image. Now, we know. From that scripture in Genesis, we know that God is not just talking. The scriptures aren't just talking about a man. The scripture here is talking about humanity or humans um, or human beings. So blessed is the man or the person, the individual, who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. So right here we have some figurative language, who walks not in the council of the ungodly. So we have some figurative language here. We know that um, it could be literal, and... Some of it is. So we have, when we walk through this particular scripture, we do have some figurative language. And from English class, we know that figurative language is a figure of speech, things like metaphors, similes, personification, alliteration, and so forth. So we we look at um, the individual is blessed when they do not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. So they're not literally, in the literal sense, walking down the street, right? They are, this scripture is intending for us to understand that to go in the direction of what someone has given you and they're ungodly. So the person is counseling you or giving you advice and they're not godly individuals, and you are operating or moving or doing things as a result of it. So they're using the verb walk here, not in a literal sense, and a lot of us know that. But um, it's not the literal sense of the word walk, but it is the figurative sense of not going in the direction that someone who is ungodly has um, advice they've given to you. So it's very clear and key that we mentioned we understand that. And then it goes on to say, nor stand in the path of sinners. So, again, it's not literally somebody standing and sinners are walking by, right? That's not what they're talking about here. And they're talking about being in that place where sinners are um, operating in the same way as sinners and um and on that path because we know in a figurative figurative way a path is is somewhere you're you're walking down right in a figurative way we can say that um the path to life the path of life um and so when we look at a path it's leading me somewhere so when it says nor stand in the path of sinners that I shouldn't be being led. In the direction or the path that sinners are 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 there, I shouldn't even be on that path. But they're not walking. It doesn't say walk. It says they're standing. That means they're, they're so. When you're standing still, you're you're standing still for a reason. So if I'm standing still either I'm having a conversation or I'm something's happening where it stopped me. And I'm standing there. And so we keep in mind about nor standing in the path of sinners. Then it continues on. Nor sits in the seat of the scornful. So now walking, standing, or sitting. All of these words have to do with those um, that are ungodly. So using the synonyms of the sinners, the ungodly, and the scornful. They're all similar terms. And so the Word tells us that we are not um, blessed when we are walking, standing, or even sitting in the way of the sinner. So, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. And the scornful, and it's, it's a more stronger connotation of those that it's kind of mock God and, and just it, they don't believe. And so, the ungodly, the, um, not walking in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scornful. So, now, when you take a seat, When I take a seat, I'm getting comfortable and I'm going to be there a while. So the word of God is telling us here that you should not be sitting in the seat where people that are scornful are sitting and around them because it's not going to be a blessing to you. God can't bless you in that way. And then it says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. So now we have the contrast here. So you have... Um, what it shouldn't be, but it's saying now what we should be doing. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. Now, the word here could have said he reads, but it uses the word meditate, and meditate is a, is a stronger connotation of the word. And so when it says, and in his law, whose law? God's law. In his law, in his law, he meditates. Meditate is to think deeply, to get down in your spirit. When we meditate, it's instead of spending time being counseled, walking like the ungodly, doing things that ungodly people do, taking counsel from them, we should be meditating and being delighted in the law of the Lord. So that sounds like a separation. And we have to be mindful of understanding that that separation has to take place. And let's continue. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Who? The individual that does these things shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. So it uses a simile here, and from English class we know simile is comparing two things to unlike things using like or as. So it says that the individual that delights in the law of God does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly does not stand in the path of sinners, does not sit in the seat of the scornful, but they delight in the law of God. I'm going to keep emphasizing on that. They delight in the law of God. Those individuals will be like a tree. But not just any tree, but the tree that's planted by the rivers of water by the rivers of water that bring forth its fruit in its season. Now, it didn't say that you'll be like a tree planted by the streams of water. Notice the wording. We know that it can't be like a tree planted by the ocean, because we know the ocean would overtake the tree. But he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers, meaning a river is a larger body of water that has lots of water that the tree can receive,
1: and, and, the, and the
0: water represents the life for the tree that keeps the tree alive, and it says that brings forth fruit in its season. So when it's the season for the fruit to come forth on that tree, that tree will bear the fruit that it needs to bear. It won't be barren. It won't be barren. It won't be empty. It will come forth with the fruit God designed for it to come forth with. And then it goes on to say, whose leaf also shall not wither. So because it's getting the source that it needs, the source of water that it needs, and this is comparing the individual, because it's getting the source that it needs, it will bring forth fruit. Bring forth fruit whose leaf shall not wither so it won't be dead fruit be good fruit amen and then it goes on to say and whatever he does shall prosper not might not maybe but whatever he does shall prosper so we again we have a simile here of the tree being, the person being like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Planted by the rivers, not a stream, not a puddle, but the rivers. Amen. Then it goes into the contrast. So you remember in English class where we learned about compare and contrast. So here in Psalm 1, there is a specific way that you can compare and contrast. There's you can divide a line and you can separate how this song talks about the godly and the ungodly. And put both things on both sides of the, it could be a T, it could be just a line. You could put on on both sides of the line, what, is, what does it mean to, to walk in and, and godly and, and the righteous? And what is ungodly? What is unrighteous? And so it goes in verse 4, it flips. And it starts talking about the ungodly again. The ungodly are not so. Not so what? That means that this, this particular scripture is telling us that the ungodly won't they, they won't be able to stand in the power of God. And when God comes to judge, the ungodly won't last. They won't there will there will be a, a judgment or a punishment. The ungodly are not so, but are like chaff, which the wind drives away. So let's talk about that word, chaff. So chaff is in in the scriptures. You know how they talk about the threshing floor. You have the wheat, um, and and so the chaff is the part that is worthless, that doesn't. Um, that blows away because it, it doesn't, it, it's not part of the source. It's, it's, it's not needed. It's no good. And so um, where it says, the ungodly are not so, but are like chefs. They're not rooted in anything. Notice that, that the person who um, who is delighted in the law of the Lord and meditates on the law of the Lord day and night, they're rooted, the tree. It says they will be like a tree. Planted by the rivers of water. So not only are they planted, they're rooted, and they're giving the source that they need. And the water is giving it what they need. But the ungodly are not so, but are like shafts. So notice the tree's not moving. But the shaft blows away. Blows away with the wind. The ungodly are not rooted. And they they just, they don't have any source of, they don't have anything to root, to be rooted down in them, and so they blow away with the wind. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment. So when God judges, they cannot stand. They won't be able to stand. Nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. So this is telling us that God is going to separate the two. And so we have to be mindful of knowing the difference between the two. Amen? Amen. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. So it gives you, it didn't say just, They'll be, um, they'll be misguided. They're going the wrong direction. This word says that the way, the way, the way that the ungodly, the people that don't follow God, the people that go their own way, the un, in the Word of God describes them or acknowledges that they are ungodly people shall perish. Their souls shall perish. So we forget about the other side when we step out of, out of time and space and step into eternity. this is what God is talking about, and it says, "For the Lord knows the way of the righteous. God is aware of the righteous, because walk in Christ Jesus." we are made new, we're renewed in Christ Jesus. But the word here says that the way of the ungodly shall perish. So, when we talked about drawing the line, the word here in Psalm 1 draws the line. What do I mean? There's no in-between. The word of Psalm 1 Tells us there's two types of people the godly and the ungodly, the righteous and the unrighteous. And the Word draws, God draws the line. God draws the line here. We're going to either perish or God knows our way and we walk in righteousness and eternity in His presence is ours. But it says that if we walk in the way of the ungodly, if we're ungodly, because when we walk in the way, we take counsel, and we move, and we, and we do, and we sit, and we um, do all those things with the ungodly, they begin to influence us. This is what Psalm 1 is trying to explain to us. People that are not of God begin to influence us, and, and then we go the wrong way. We walk in the wrong path. And that is not God's will for our life. He wants us to walk in the path of righteousness. And so that's where we want to meditate. Meditate on someone. It's essential to our lives. It's imperative that we meditate on someone. So, Let's do a little bit more of the language arts uh, side of it when you're really digging into the scripture. So we know that in language arts class we learned about adjectives, right? Adjectives are words that describe nouns. So when we look at the particular scripture, people are being described as ungodly. People are being described as scornful. People are being described in this way for a reason. The Bible is very, very specific. It uses righteous individuals. Righteous is the adjective that's being used for those that are walking upright according to the law of God. See, we live in a time, we live in a world where People want to make the rules that we want to. We want to choose the rules and, and and the rules or the way the law of God starts with God, starts with His word, and so we can't choose what God desires for our lives. We can't say, well. Um, I know that's in the scripture, but um, God probably wasn't talking to me. No, no, no. God is eternal. And if we notice here, and, and this, I, I didn't explain it at the beginning, but in Psalm 1, it uses LORD in all caps. And when you go and you search the meaning of LORD in all caps, it means the eternal, self-existing one. So when it says, For the Lord knows the way of the righteous. We know, according to this word, that God is not just talking to them back then. Because it says eternal, self-existing one. That means that he's always existed. He exists now, and he existed then, and he will always exist forevermore. So if he, ex- he, he, he had the word um, scribed or written down for us for generations to come, he couldn't just be talking to them back then. Yeah. So keep that in mind. So we have our adjectives where the word of God describes people as ungodly and scornful and sinners. Those are as, those are describing words. what are they like when you describe people when you what what is this individual like? God says when we don't abide by his law and walk in his ways, we are sinners, we're scornful, and we are unrighteous or we are ungodly. Then we have we look for we use we we look for the the um, assembly we have found assembly which is the person that um, abides in, 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 in meditates and meditates and is delighting in the word of the Lord, they are like a tree planted by the rivers of water. So that's our simile. And why do they use the simile in, in the scriptures? God, um, this, the book of Psalms, of course, because it's a type of poetry, right? And um, and it's a psalm, so of course they're going to use those literary devices And similes and metaphors are the basic ones. And so they're used to magnify, to help you get it, to help us understand why and to get a better visual of something. So that's why they use similes and metaphors in Scripture. And so we have to pay attention to that. And so we, the last part here, um, so, we, we can then, after walking through it, dissecting it, we can then explain the meaning of the song based on what we learned, what we learned from the different parts that we've broken down. The meaning of the song is simply God saying, Know which side you're on. Know that God does not, there's no in between. Like people say, it's a thin line. Um, you know how some people say, "Well, you can be bold, you can, you can, if you, you can lie sometimes, and, and, and you can tell the truth." But it don't necessarily mean that you're a liar. It just means that that moment, no, the word tells us we either lie or we we, we tell the truth. We truth bears, and so we have to know that someone is telling us there is a line drawn here. There's a line drawn here. And so, again, we understand how does it relate to our lives. We understand that if we don't walk as the righteous, if we don't walk and separate ourselves from ungodly people, people that are not of God and they're giving us false counsel and um, giving us ungodly counsel, why? Because they don't have the Holy Spirit of God. So they can't give us counsel because they don't have the Holy Spirit, and the wisdom that comes from God. So we should not take counsel from them. We should not walk with them. We should not um, sit and, and even just take in what they're saying to us. Why? Because they don't have the Holy Spirit. They don't have the wisdom of God. And we should only be taking counsel from those who walk after Christ, after the heart of God. Amen? And so I just wanted to share that devotional and that time of breaking down someone 1 and understanding that we want to be blessed. We want to be blessed. It uses that word blessed is the man. Blessed is the individual. We want to be blessed by God. We want the blessings of God. We don't want our own blessings because they don't last. We want the blessings of the Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, O oh God, and we'll meditate on your word. We pray, ask that you would, you would convict our hearts, help us, Lord, to walk in righteousness to walk in truth and to separate ourselves from ungodly, from the counsel, from the even taking advice or taking in what the ungodly people all around us, where well, we pray for their souls, we pray for salvation, we pray for deliverance, for those that are not walking after your law. And we pray, Father, that we would, you would give us the strength, we would stand in the strength of Christ to walk according to your will and your way for our lives. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you all for tuning in to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influencers broadcast. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you for supporting Hope in Christ Ministries, supporting biblical literacy, supporting the hope, bringing the hope of the gospel to others all across the world, supporting the Hope in Christ Book Club, and supporting the word of God. We thank you for tuning in to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influences broadcast. Continue to place your hope in the only hope there is, Christ our Lord.